Uh, greetings, lovely. Oh, fuck, I. Okay, fine. You can be the introduction man since you fucking yeah. love it so much. I don't have yeah. any notes. All I have are things to comment on, so I'm going to host. Okay? Oh, okay. I've got some notes. I am ready for discussion. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on then. All right. Hey, welcome back to Cinebears. We watched fucking Death Proof today. And. I thought it was exactly what I imagined, except for the Machine Gun Girl, because that's a different movie. Caesar thought it was Planet Terror, which was also released in the uh, Grindhouse duology, or whatever you want to call it, between Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my, it's my fault that I saw those two trailers at the same time, yeah. and I assume they were the that's same movie, because that was a long time ago. That is a easy mistake to make that was when i was actually 14 i mean it was 2007 so when i was actually like 15 yeah about thereof somewhere on there anyway Uh, anyway i'm shoebox i am kyle and you know who i am because you're a fan aka caesar fuck off and (laughs) uh we will begin our lovely discussion of what this movie means the uh cinematographical devices that were shown I'll let you get away with that one for now. Just okay. kidding. This was a fun movie, and we're going to talk about fun things. Absolutely. Ooh. All right. Your first note is feet. Feet. I mean, really, it's it's not wrong. The, that's that's a good that's a good starting point of the movie for sure. This uh, is the height of Tarantino's foot I, fetish. I thought throughout the film, I thought of um, different taglines for this movie death proof never smoke uh, a cigarette again no i was thinking death proof the crusade against seatbelts. yeah uh death proof the duchesses of hazard <laughs> that's a good one i like that one a lot and death proof tarantino's day out i'm gonna just yeah. divert a little bit okay me okay. and kyle went to la for the correct podcast I made a joke about collect calls, and he laughed for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So, I'll, I'll paint we, the scene for you. We stopped. It was in Stockton. I had a jack in the box. I had a jack in the box. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we went in, but the drive-thru had a sign that said, dessert is calling. Are you going to pick up? Or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's probably collect call anyway. Yeah. And Kyle just couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah, I lost it. Was this like nine hours in the This car? was like three hours in. <clears throat> well, no, it was Stockton, so it was like three and a half. We were like halfway. We was like noon. Yeah. Okay, that's... You don't have we a left lot it. of excuses there. We left it at nine. Yeah. I've made Kyle laugh now by saying coughing in a coughing voice. <laughs> yeah. By mentioning all the names of the Beatles and by making a <laughs> reference to collect calls. Yeah. Those are the big This three. is my comedic genius. And that's actual like like belly laugh. Like Kyle laughed at the first two examples for actually five minutes while we're uh-huh. playing Rocket League. Kyle, yeah. you have a weird tendency to laugh at things that shouldn't be funny to you, but somehow are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate like, good comedy. What can I say? It's not good comedy, though. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like clever in the moment, but it's not in any way funny. One, it's witty. One that's, time, what, that's what I like. It's, it's not witty. even that. One time quick. when we were playing Minecraft, I said, go men a sheep, and you laughed. That's right. That means nothing that to you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you fell over. <laughs> I'm so diverting back. Yeah. Coffee. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. See what he's going <laughs> See? <laughs> Look at that. 
man. It's like entertaining fucking five-year-olds. I, I thought you actually meant coughing. No, Brian, because Brian was sick and he was coughing a lot. And he was like, sorry, I'm coughing. And then I did that yeah. and Kyle couldn't stop. He was just blowing out our like our ears because it just directly into the mic. And he quit one time and she's just like, coughing. Okay, then. Yeah. See? Now that that five-minute diversion's over, I'll do the fucking... Plot summary that you're so excited about. Yeah, I'm going to take the plot summary reins on this one. It'll be quick, but mm-hmm. that's cool. So, start out, there's a movie, three girls. Uh, they're, they like pot and alcohol, and they're chatting about sex and other things. They're in a car. And one of them is Jungle Julia, who... The they famous get, DJ. Right, from Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. And so, this whole... Uh, during her, she has a friend in town and during the morning show, she says, if you do this really weird thing and say a Robert Frost poem to her, she'll give her, she'll give the person who does that a lap dance. She didn't say, tell her a Robert Frost poem. She gave them a specific Robert Frost poem. I don't know. I couldn't, I don't, I, anyway, so they go out, it's like night of drinking. You're introduced Kurt Russell. He's going to give Pam a ride home. Who's a blonde chick with a grudge against jungle julia that doesn't actually resolve anything but mm-hmm. that's call fine. each other sluts yeah mm-hmm. um about the fifth grade yeah right way yeah. to hold on to that grudge. yeah that's good good job i mean i have grudges from fifth grade yeah well that's just you caesar get over yourself this is <laughs> I mean, america i said i said it three times during this movie but i made this movie yeah yeah this is what i would have made if they gave me all the stuff to make a movie right <laughs> okay first yeah. of all we need kurt russell done yeah we need fast cars the only thing i would have changed is like how many feet shots there were that's really yeah. the only difference for me so more oh well yeah, yeah just if I could dial that like, up it would have been like more diverse not just bare hair bare feet there's like hairy feet oh yeah there's sandals caesar doesn't socks. discriminate the whole socks with holes in it there's like a, a wide yeah, variety of foot toes but hairy foot yeah, yeah. yeah. okay good long yeah. toenails no toenails <laughs> ew <laughs> Anyway, so it works out to where uh, fucking uh, stuntman Mike, who is Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, gets does the prerequisite things and gets a lap dance from Jungle Julia's friend. Happens. He's also been stalking them for a bit. Yeah. It's not stalking. It's, it's a small town, and he has a very... It's Austin, Austin. Texas. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah. It's the capital. So Carson City's capital, Nevada, and it's not bigger than any other place. It's, it's pretty big. actually quite a bit bigger than Reno Sparks area. No, yes, population. No, it's much smaller. But Austin is massive. I think make it size population. than fucking Montana's way bigger than yeah. a lot of states. Yeah, but it's got like ten thousand people in it. Let's not get okay. into bullshit arguments <laughs> about that, Caesar. Caesar, don't you yeah. argue that Carson City is bigger than our city? It, it is. Ge- whatever. It's geographically just like Montana counts. Yeah, okay. I mean, yes. even though we don't live in Nevada, we can have a guess at these things yeah a couple of us grew up there okay it's easy yeah but now that we're all chilling here in michigan we can talk freely about it (laughs) yeah you're absolutely we're all comfortable so anyway they uh decide the lap dance happens excuse me they decide to move on kurt russell is gonna take pam home Mm -hmm. and so they start Mm -hmm. and that's when you realize that kurt russell's character is not some like hero bodyguard thing he's just a psychopath i mean it really depends on who you ask i was i was rooting for him at the end honestly well yeah i think that's part of the charm of the movie which we will get to but it's more of a tarantino aspect than anything right else. anyway 
Actually, uh, sorry. <laughs> you fucking so he, kills Pam. he kills Pam by slamming on the brakes. Because he has a death-proof car right. title drop. Yeah, he, yes. So yeah. he talks about how it, only in the driver's seat mm-hmm. is it death-proof. Because he's it's a stuntman. Yeah, he's a stunt, stuntman mate. So then he goes after the the group of now four girls who contain the DJ and the lap dance lady and two other largely irrelevant individuals. Mm-hmm. Gets ahead of them, turns around, turns his lights off, goes for the head-on collision. Jungle Julia loses a leg. Uh, lap dance chick gets her face sheared off. Mm-hmm. And someone got ejected. I think it was Pam. No, there was, was not- a bl- No, Pam was in the passenger seat. Stuntman Mike's car. Right. It, a blonde got ejected. I assumed it was Yeah, it was the Pam. third blonde from the beginning of the movie. Okay. Yeah, the and short then, one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the blonde in the leather jacket got impaled by the steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then cut to hospital where Kurt Russell is recovering. He's got a broken... In left index finger. Yeah, collarbone a nose, nose, collarbone, and left index finger. Real, His car is very, his very hardy. Yeah. Reinforcement. What, yes. what was that first car? Chevy Nova. Okay. Second one was a... Was it a Dodge? It was a Pontiac Fiber. Well, I am incorrect. Anyway, so... After that, it cuts like a Camaro. to a black and white scene in Lebanon, Texas, Tennessee. Tennessee 14 was, months later, right? Kind of weird. Lebanon, Lebanon, Lebanon. Le- Le- Fuck you. I don't know. Lebanon, Lebanon, I don't Lebanon know. Tennessee. And yeah. you meet up the next set of girls who uh, are consist of spunky black driver lady, yeah. less spunky uh, black mom lady. Who's also a makeup artist, right? Yeah, they, they all work on movie sets. Yeah, they're they're like. Was it was it Lindsay Lohan that they the name dropped in this one? Yes. Yeah, and also Daryl Hannah. I don't know who that is. That, she played, um, she played the girl replicant from Blade Runner that does the flips. Yeah, and oh. also um, L Driver from Kill Bill. Okay, huh. one with the eye patch. Kind of ask. She was also the love interest in Wall Street. I never saw that. As in Wolf of? No, Wall Street. Street. Gordon Gordon Mm. Gecko. That's wrong. He's in there. That's Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps, a movie that no one cares about. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) What? Why do you You know that? I don't know. I'm so sorry. So well. I thought I was right. I looked at IMDb today. Oh, Oh my God. Fuck my life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, so... uh, The trio is similar to the previous trio. Right. Extremely, mm-hmm. uh, to the point of how they are positioned in the car. But stuntman Mike catches their attention by licking their licking feet. their feet, licking Rosario Dawson's feet. Yes, and then he drives away and cuts to color. Right, and then he drives away again. Yeah, you didn't like that 1970. No, Mustang? I like the Mustang more in black and white than when it was in color. Yeah, and you yeah. don't like yellow and black outside. with a red interior, pink interior. Oh, okay. You have real yeah. problems with seeing the color red, Kyle. Okay, whatever. You should really anyway. go to a doctor and ask yeah, him. Yeah, God, like, add that to the list. So then you find yeah. out that the fourth, third, sorry, no, the fourth, fourth, fourth yeah, the fourth lady in this whole brigade is a New Zealander named oh. Zoe. Yeah, Zoe Bell. Is yeah, plays. I think she's credited as as herself. She plays herself. Yeah, Zoe Bell. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, going to talk about her later. Yeah. So she she's in America and she's psyched and she wants to drive a 1970 Dodge Challenger mm-hmm. with a 440 in it, which is fucking big. Yeah. Uh, so they find one. It's in the classifieds, whatever. They go and there's it's Jasper's car. Just some fucking guy, some Just redneck. Some redneck in, the, to, in Tennessee. He's wearing a mechanic's jumpsuit. Yeah. Overalls, you might call them. Yeah. And they take it out for a test drive and sort of whore out Mary Elizabeth Weinstead to this creepy backwater yokel. Yeah, that's true. The the uh, chick from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. And Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah, We her filmography is dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, that's the, that was their collateral for letting them take this car out on their own because Zoe wanted to, to uh, fucking what's it called? Mass play ships mass. Yeah, ships Which, mass. I'm not saying that I've ever played ships mass, but they were bitches about it. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> fucking stand on top of the car. It's way more fun. I haven't done it, but <laughs> you lying us, Kyle? Don't you fucking make me admit potential <laughs> liabilities. <laughs> Yeah, so I they mean, do it. in the fifth. Maybe she was about to move to the top. She was not. Okay? No, she was going. You can tell. She liked. The, maybe it's like, different for girls. Like maybe that's how they do it. I don't know. It's just a game. And yeah, I know. For the viewers like, out home, Kyle has a women's studies degree. Um, I don't have that. Oh, sorry. I thought it wasn't obvious. Okay. So the, their game is you tie belts, or you you put belts on the doors and then use those as handles and then you lay, you lay on, on the, the hood, hood at high speed yeah mm-hmm. and you let the you leave your feet in the air so you can slide around the hood but still have anchors with your arms mm-hmm. yeah it's a very crazy stupid game but also very yeah. fun i'm guessing it's also very boring i'm not saying i've ever done it <laughs> but <laughs> Interesting. It's like, oh man, I want to slide around on a hood. You can do that without moving. I can not stand on top of a car without moving without looking like some kind of fucking moron. Right. But at least if it's at high speeds, I look like I might have fun moron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas so, I think you look like a dumb baby on a hood, but I haven't done it, so. Lots so of, here comes Kurt Russell. He's going to ruin their shit. My hero. And so he runs him off the road. It's a little more prolonged than the first series of events super intense yeah no music yeah it's very very like at this point in the movie the very the tone is very much like i think brian had the best description of it which was like a slasher with muscle cars yeah Yeah. um so that they it's super scary and super tense and so he finally runs him off the road shut the fuck up i can make my chest bounce if i want (laughs) And so they they stop and the Zoe gets launched. Zoe fucking Zoe gets launched and then Kurt Russell pulls up next to him and he gets out and he's being all Kurt Russell-y. trying to brag. Yeah, be like, oh, girls, that was just so much fun. Gets his ass shot by a spunky black girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a euphemism. He gets shot in the left arm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So gets in, drives away, and then so then it's the. I forget her name. Rosario Dawson. No, Abby. What's her actual name? Abernathy. Abernathy, who's the mom and the spunky driver. And they're like freaking out because they think Zoe's dead. And all of a sudden she just like jumps up out of the corn saying like, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. And then they decide. And you guys proceed to scream when that (laughs) happens. You and Brian. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know why. Brian in yeah. terror. I kind of chuckled. <laughs> um, I was laughing for the entire last yeah. like, 13 and a half As soon as they got movie. in the Dodge, it was that, that, that was movie. <clears throat> that was excellent. Anyway, so they decide, let's go kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Follow him. Uh, he has a scene with alcohol where he tries to disinfect the wound. So anyway, a, tra- a chase ensues. Now reverse. Kurt Russell mm-hmm. is running from the duchesses of hazard mm-hmm. um the it's a thing now yeah deal with it bitch the eventually I mean, he could at least give you credit for coming up with it yeah no that's a that's a shoebox thing for sure can you edit this and put like credits to shoebox can you like put that after every time kyle says it okay. credit to shoebox yeah yeah i just want to make sure i, I put a ding right. on like an asterisk that i maintain at the end okay make it like a cool ding too Boom. ding yeah, something like it's that. Like a weak fart. <laughs> Make it a strong <laughs> fart. <laughs> oh my god. So they eventually make it onto an actual road where there's other people. And it uh, turns into Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, the fucking 70s movie kicks in. Yeah. A motorcyclist gets a, really a hurt. in a motorcycle gets <laughs> fucked beyond belief. It's not beyond belief. I have personally seen worse motorcycle injuries. That's true. Do they live? No. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, that's bad. I've seen worse motorcycle injuries people live. I fucking worked at a racetrack yeah, for four they, years. Oh, that's true. His, his injuries were happening at a much higher rate of speed. Mm-hmm. But they all, he all, that guy yeah. who's crashed in the movie also is only wearing a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess like racing levers won't protect you from fucking impact yeah. the column. <laughs> so they finally, they chase him down, they chase Kurt Russell down, flip his car. So he's like a fucking ha- half hanging out, wailing. Like, they probably told real, Kurt Russell, like, scream as much of a bitch as you can. Yeah. And he, he, he acted did. that pretty well. He, that was really well. I don't think I could make high pitch of noise yeah. for that long if I fucking wanted to. It was really impressive. Point a gun to my head, I can't do it. Yeah. So they drag him out of the car and proceed to punch the living shit out of him. They, they, just as they would punch him and as he turned, the next one would fucking go... <sighs> And the cuts are very weird. It was very fucking... The, the editing through this whole movie was super interesting. Yeah. It was beyond interesting. Yeah. And then, so he finally collapses on the ground after Zoe gives him a roundhouse to the face. The girl, the they duchesses of Hazard, credit shoebox, jump, jump in the air. The end. Freeze frame. The end. The end. Brian Credits. and Kyle scream. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In confused happiness. Yes. Because it was just so perfect. Yep. And a few seconds later, we see good old Abernathy fucking heal him yeah. to death. It's not a curb stomp. It's a curb. It's a, yeah. it's a curb stomp without any curbs. It's like a, so he's just yeah. stomping on his head. Yeah. He, she heals his face. Yeah. 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 He dead. He's really dead. And movie. And yeah, there it is. And it was glorious. A ride. It was incredible. It was oh my god. I love this movie. This is my new favorite movie. Easily. Which, I mean, it topped Iron Man, which is, you know, maybe not a high bar to be set. But... <laughs> you can just throw yourself under the bus. Yeah. yeah. My favorite Fine. movie is not a great movie, but I'll fucking... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about, Shoebox? So, Zoe Bell, I guess I'll start there. Yeah. She is a real-life stunt woman. Yeah. She has done all the stunts for Tarantino's movies. She did all the stunts for The Bride because uh-huh. they're both blonde in yep. Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She was also in Django. 
Um, I think she may have been a, a, a stunt double for Daisy in uh, actually in Hateful Eight. She was one of the um, in the flashback, uh-huh. one of the travelers that came in and oh. was asking for like candy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She that was Zoe Bell. Yeah, she did all her own stunts in this movie. I mean, I would. So yeah. when they're playing ship's mast, that's fucking her. Yeah, like she's a ballsy woman. She mm-hmm. has more balls than I don't know. A and a ball wicked factory. Accent. I'm not good at metaphors. Shut up. Yeah. Anyway, so she is. A complete badass. I just wanted to throw that out there in case you guys didn't know that that was actual stunt work happening. Mm. Yeah, I, I noticed. The cinematography is different when you do stunt work because they didn't hide her face at any point. Yeah. yeah. So, they made it actually more of a point to show her face as right. she's climbing onto the roof of a moving car. Yeah. Fucking sliding around yeah. there. And you could tell, like, as she was moving, getting out of the car and whatnot, it's like, you've done this. You know exactly oh, yeah. where you need to put, put yourself to not die. I mean, again, I haven't done it, but move, getting out of a moving <laughs> car is not really that hard. Why are you looking at my hair when I'm talking <laughs> <It's>, to you? <laughs> it's different today. It's just I don't a little know longer. Why. It's fine. It's just different. Jesus, man. Anyway, so I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Tarantino... Really likes movies and really likes crediting the people who make movies happen. Mm -hmm. So he made a movie called Jackie Brown. And his whole motivation for doing it is because Pam Greer, who used to do a lot of black exploitation films in the 70s, that like sassy woman cop, you know, catching criminals. She had not gotten work for a lot of years and, you know, wasn't doing good financially. So he literally decided to create an entire movie just to give her work. Yeah. And like help reignite her career a little. And I think with Death Proof, Tarantino wanted to make a movie about strut drivers yep. and like yeah. glorify them. So that's what happened. And he did it. The two main characters are stunt drivers. It's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I don't know. It's just really good. I'm glad someone made a movie like this. Yeah, yeah for sure. And- yeah, they made a couple nods towards the plight of modern stunt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that CG is taking away a lot of their work. Mm-hmm. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go listen to To the Future, starring J. Logan Olsen and Ben Geely, where they talk to stunt people for one episode. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's very, very interesting. interesting. Ooh. Ooh, you said that at the same time. <laughs> Jinx, you want me to blow drop? There we go. Okay, yeah, there it is. Happy? I'm, fucking, I'm now, so happy. Jasper. How the fucking world can know about your fucking dumbass college it's not roommates. Mine. It's not mine. Actually, it is mine. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, um, also, I think that Tarantino just wanted to have fun with this movie in general and not give a fuck about Maybe that's anything. why there were like 88 different fucking views of every crash. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was, it was, and it was a stunt reel. Like it, it's filmed in the exact same way. I'm kind of getting, I'm going to get into why I fucking love this film. Okay. Because... So growing up, Caesar, you probably have some experience with this too. But Maybe. like the extreme sports uh-huh. shows, um, Nitro Circus yeah. is the one that immediately comes to mind. That movie is shot in the same way. That once that movie gets going, so basically after he kill after the it's all established. Yeah, there's like, like the twenty five minutes of exposition to set up the entire right. scene. Which yeah. Which isn't bad, but it's it feels long. That the first 
probably first half of the movie before he kills the first group of girls was a little like, but that's actually also factors into why anyway. So <laughs> the second half of the film is shot exactly like a demo reel for one of those extreme sports groups would be. I'm trying not to hit the table. <laughs> uh, a demo reel is shot for like an extreme skier or like mm-hmm. nitro circus. It's like, get all the camera views you can and fucking use them all yeah and i appreciate that a lot yeah when he's driving towards people there's a view of him driving there's a view from the roof there's a view from behind the hood ornament there's a view from the like wheel well there's a view on the back of the back from the side each corner wow they're cutting between all of them. that's surprising that they were able to get that without having other cameras in shot and you gotta think it's because you film it 11 times the same way christ yeah, you get as many as you can. If I can rack it back up, do it again. But yeah, that, and the, the, like with it, skiing videos in particular, especially if you're not super versed in what it's like to ski down a you know a cliff like that, mm-hmm. you got to keep it interesting. You got to keep cutting. Yeah. yeah. So that it's like he also brought that in. It's not you know you're it's in it's more interesting than like the skiing thing. But he brought that mentality in and. I appreciate that a lot. I think it's pretty apt to compare to skiing because it's going yeah. down a path very quickly. Yeah. So like the first person view is interesting, but using only that, it stops being interesting very quickly. Mm-hmm. That I never thought about that before. Yeah. That's good. I That's watched editing. A, I watched a lot of those types, both as a, as a kid, a lot of the, the extreme sports stuff and the nitro circus kind of had that hit when we were in high school yeah. and then also the ski skiing videos. So I kind of, I'm a little more, I look for that a little more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that's a good point. Um, there were also a lot of throwbacks to other Tarantino movies. Because I, I think he knew that, that people would look for the cigarettes. No, that he would just like not, that people wouldn't go into this movie like, I'm going to have a cinematic experience right now. No, he yeah. just made something made of complete fun but it's also too like you can it's underneath is like the good well it it was it was fun but it's like there's escape from new york fun right uh-huh. where it's like this is cool to look at and it's actiony and it's super entertaining and it's dumb and it's stupid yeah it's dumb this there's still all the tarantino like little evolution like evolutions there's a ton of character interactions that are super interesting Mm -hmm. there's some that aren't as well but and then by the end you know the whole thing gets turned on its head by having the guy who's been like the the antagonist the whole time it's like oh he's getting the shit beat out of him i kind of you know it's like oh just eh, i feel bad for you but not really it's like it's fun and awesome but it's still it's still it maintain it's still smart enough Tarantino consciously directed a movie that would constantly remind you that you're watching a movie. Yeah. 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 Like, absolutely. Like the weird editing between scenes where it'd feel like the reel ran out of right. film and yeah. it would just yeah. double up for like three frames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the like popping and the right. lines there is, and there's the bruises on the on the <sighs> microfilm. Yeah. yeah. And there were also all the callbacks, the uh the ringtone. Uh, for a cell phone was the from Kill Bill. I didn't notice. Mm. Yeah, so that was their twisted yeah. nerve. 
Fun song. Uh, there were the Red Apple cigarettes. They're in every Tarantino right. movie. But he kind of made you... I, I appreciated that because, like, there's a lot of cigarettes in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like, if you look at Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs, it's like, oh, there's a carton that says Red Apple. Yeah. This one, there's several cartons that aren't Red Apple. And the only one mentioned by name is, is Red, Red Apple. And uh, Stuntman Mike also talks about the billboard above the Big Kahuna Burger. Mm-hmm. Big Kahuna Burger. Pulp Fiction. Genius. Yeah. Just kidding. No. It's a fun reference. It's great. Yeah. And there was also the thing that made my mind hurt the most was it the most forgettable scene in the movie in the hospital. Also, another the, the, oh, the doctor that just ran out in a huff for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. So they're long ass bangs. Yeah. Ooh, those were gross. Mm-hmm. So the guy in the cowboy hat, the sheriff, that's Michael Park. He was the same sheriff for uh, Kill Bill mm-hmm. that yeah. goes to the church. With the, all the aviators lined up on his. Yeah. yeah. And he's the same character, too, because they're both in Texas. Yeah. I mm-hmm. guess he goes from Austin to El Paso a lot. Which is weird, but it's not like supposed to make sense. Right. But when he's talking to the guy, explaining why he can't arrest Stuntman Mike, they walk down a hallway. And then they walk down it again. And yeah. then they walk down it again. And I, it hurt me so much. Yeah. It's like a fucking... It's like a Roadrunner background. <laughs> where it just repeats. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like... You're supposed to assume it's a different place. Or if you're supposed to assume that this is like an unfinished edit, yeah. where they put both next to each other and say, like, "Oh, just choose the one that's better," and they just didn't. Right. They're they like, yeah. fucking forgot because they have the one. same posters on the wall, the same furniture. It's blatant. Like they yeah. didn't. They didn't try to make you think like you're Again, in the place. Tarantino's purposely pulling you out of the movie, yeah. so you don't get like too involved or bored or nuanced. Uh, you're just like. I'm having fun right now. I mean, that's the point. It's a it's a movie about making movies. Yeah. Um, also, I have a question. So the his the sheriff's son, I guess, because he kept calling yeah. him Pop. But was that the guy from Hateful Eight, the one who's, who was going to go be the sheriff? The same guy? That, no. that was not Walton Goggins. No. Oh, okay. I thought that for a second. I was like, no, it's not the same guy. Mm. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had the built-in editing arrows. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tarantino cameo as well this is the bartender probably the longest cameo I've yeah. seen of him so far um no I think Jimmy in Pulp Fiction plays a big role haven't seen Pulp Fiction yet well next week on yeah. Cinebears done fucking <laughs> 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 me groaning so Caesar question for you Go ahead. Stuntman Mike says that his car can hit a brick wall at 125 miles per hour. Okay. Is that accurate? Can you make a car that can do that? You can. He makes it seem like he'll come out of that car with no problems. Oh. But he'll have problems. How heavy is that car? I don't know. Probably a ton and a half. Okay. Because of all the reinforcement, the roll cages and all that shit. But... He, it is built so that way he can hit a wall or another car head on. They're both going 60 miles an hour mm-hmm. without dying. That's what it's built for. Gotcha. But he's still going to he have injuries. He will not come out under his own power. He won't remember doing it. Like, just a 
a fucking reference to the to the future podcast. One of the stuntman talks about a time when he had to do a head-on collision in a in a tunnel, mm-hmm. and the last thing he remembers from that stunt is seeing the whites of the other driver's eyes, and then waking up like two weeks later, Ooh. or something like that. And he was like, "Well, if you fucking die that way, that's the last thing you fucking see is the whites of the other driver's eyes." Ooh, that's yeah. kind of haunting. Who wants to become a stuntman? After I fucking this? do. Mm-hmm. I can. Yeah, you. I have fucking chips, master boy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I think we I, just found Caesar's career. Yeah, I, mean, I can do that, but I'm not flexible enough to do kung fu right now. You have a. Sh- you're wearing a shirt about stunts. That's true. Stop doing that. Then stop Why? fucking looking at me, huh? It was, God. Why getting aroused, Kyle? Huh? Oh, it's arousing me. (laughs) (laughs) On other weirdnesses, then. Mm -hmm. So the Wilhelm scream out of fucking nowhere. That was hilarious. I think that actually, now having seen the whole film, fucking why not? I mean, it's it's a movie about making a movie, right? It's like, oh yeah. Just throw the thing in. See if that works. Yeah. I I can totally see a director being like, ah, see if that works there. And then. You know, I mean, modern directors, I hope, wouldn't think to use the Wilhelm scream in such a fucking on like in a, in a group of screams. Throw the Wilhelm didn't just make it a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. So I can see, yeah. but like on its own, when you know all the characters in the interaction and otherwise it's completely empty of other people, throwing that in is fucking hilarious. Right. Like, it of, had to have been Kurt Russell. That's to, the only one the that could none, have yeah. none of the women yeah. would have screamed because they wouldn't have been able to they react, all, they all mm-hmm. died instantly, yeah, yeah, and Kurt Russell. At that point in the movie, it was an untouchable badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to scream. So throwing that Wilhelm scream is just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there were so many, so many times when it would be in one character's point of view, but you would be hearing the diegetic sounds from another character. I did not notice that. So, okay, in the black... You have to explain that term to me. Okay, diegetic sounds are sounds that, like, if a radio is playing in a scene, you're hearing what's coming out of the radio. Sure. But, like, non-diegetic sounds would be, like, the score, or, like, you know, a character's walking up and you hear, you know, like a theme song. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist within the scene that's being shot. Yeah. So... When they're in Tennessee, the first scene in black and white, you're from point of view of stuntman Mike getting out of the car to lick some feet, but you're hearing the sound in the iPod from the cheerleader girl. I thought she was, I thought she was singing. Or right, but you're also hearing the music. Oh, okay. I did not notice, I notice. any music. I just yeah, but, all right. Yeah. So you. Like, you wouldn't have one character's point of view and another character's hearing. Right. So it's intentionally just disorienting. Yeah. And you're not sure what you're supposed to be watching or paying attention to or sympathizing with. Like, maybe this factors into this too, but in that last scene, when they cut to the oil pump, there's no engine sound. Right. And there fucking should be. There's like... And there's also a boat in the middle of the farm. (laughs) True. Other things that you know, prop master just let it left it out. A heavily anchored robot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I there's there's no point in like that might have just been from like filming holes eight years before that. Probably. Oh my god. Yeah. 
<laughs> did I just take you back in time? Yeah, you did. I saw young Shia LaBeouf, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't intend to talk about Shia LaBeouf as much as we have been tonight. <laughs> like, can, can we just can we just put a pin in that one? Superstar Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Oh, I showed him that <laughs> yeah. song and back last night. <laughs> you had not seen that before? Maybe I had Weird. a while ago, but it, it had been long enough to where I forgot about it. Other car question for Caesar. Go for it. What was that duck hood ornament? I don't know. It's not stuck Custom? to anything. So it's probably a reference. Because I don't know the shows that they were talking about that, Kurt, yeah. that Stuntman Mike There were was so in. many shows. There was a bunch. But I'm guessing that's a reference to a famous stuntman. Gotcha. If I had to guess. Or some car in a TV show. Probably like not. BJ well, and the Bear or something. For any other director or any other movie, I might assume that. Mm-hmm. But for this one, I'd assume it's an homage to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Because this whole movie is an homage to an industry that's kind of dying without anybody noticing. Right. True. Yeah, he kind of called it. Yeah. Good for you. Too, I was gonna, well, I mean, in 2007, you know, it's not like he made this in 1995. Yeah. Because I was going to wait till the end, but I guess let's do it now. Hmm. The general story where this badass old school stuntman is able to do this thing, which is killing people, but he does this successfully without getting caught. And the second half is young stunt people outdoing him at his own game. Right. Gotcha. And on top of that, women. It's a a parallel to the industry. Where in order to continue to be a stunt person, you have to be the best. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do everything and be the best at all of it in order to continue to get constant work. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to be in a very niche position, Mm -hmm. like being really big or being really small. Yeah. If you're in the middle, you are going to have a hard time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, it's, it's literally a fight to the death for the top. You're literally expendable yeah. yeah and they show that they out crazy him yeah right. which you need to do exactly you need to be willing to do shit that you that would have been seen as the dumbest thing you can do with your entire life when everyone else says 70s, no you have to say yes at the top of kurt russell's game or stuntman mike's game uh-huh. he was doing a car car crashes these mm-hmm. people are climbing on cars jumping over cars jousting like Joust, yeah. riding on the side of cars at high speeds yeah while he only and drives. also doing fight scenes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They can fight. They can ride. They can rig. He can only drive. Mm. Yeah. So he loses. Right. Exactly. Wow. Huh. Wow. What a great thesis out I of mean, this movie. Caesar was the fucking secret screenwriter of this movie. That's true. He's been holding this out on us. This is my movie. Yeah. I wrote this when I was 15. And, uh, <laughs> and now it's here. And I, I ghost wrote it for Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick this little starlet out. I'm gonna here. pick this yeah. little chubby man in a this small <laughs> in little in high school. It's yeah. my little backwoods high school in Michigan. Backwoods, and yeah, we're in Michigan. Don't forget. Yeah, that's not what it, fucking Minneapolis is. Not any kind of fucking backwoods. That's in Minnesota. Shit, is <laughs> it gave it away? Yeah. Ooh, or are we just subterfuging everyone? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I wonder. <laughs> hey there. Hey there, John Taylor. Yeah. So I want to talk about talk about it. The like I don't I don't actually know 
I can't put a coherent thought together on it, but I have the basis that I'd like to pitch you guys and maybe you can make something out of it. So obviously there's a lot of duality and parallelism between the two sets of potential victims. Yeah. Yeah. Circumstances. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, Oh, there it goes. (laughs) Um, I lost it. Yeah. I lost it. So it's like parallelism between the two. Yeah. So using kind of sticking with your analogy of, of like the old and the new. Yeah. The, the new, how crazy the old. And that's why the second group ended up winning. Yeah. So if you look at the first group, you have second group, you have, it's very clear. They're Hollywood people. They're, you know, stunt people. They're makeup, people. makeup people. Yeah. They're stunt people. It's like makeup new, and an actress, you know, and that, that, that didn't exist. Uh, too long ago like the stunt people sure. but anyway so if you look at the first group you had a, a radio person yeah and i don't know who else so, yeah, so i'm trying to think i'm trying to find a pattern of why he's targeting i think i know what you're trying to get to. okay so first group is one self-made success story with three friends who you don't know what they do because it's not important mm-hmm. to the story or to them Right. And the th- second group of people is someone who's passionate about doing makeup, but isn't afraid of doing other things, i.e. murdering a man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and two people who are successful in a very male-driven or male-dominated uh, workplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and the two I- stunt women, one from New Zealand, which is not a place where you start stunt work. Yeah. And a black woman from America who is a gearhead. Right. The three people in the second half are self-made success stories, mm-hmm. whereas only one person was, and she wasn't controlling the situation, so she couldn't have done anything. Yeah. Right. It was some nameless person that was driving them when they got crashed into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and there was the actress in the second half that arguably was, like, self-made enough. She was kind of... She was obviously ditzier than the other three, but she was good enough to be in Allure, so... It's interesting, too, that she was left out of the climax of the film because a lot of it was... A lot of that point, too, is like, oh, she's, she's pretty. She wouldn't that's have why, added That's anything. why she got She's pretty. Well, she she was a heteronormative ideal, whereas the other ones were not that's based true. She on was their gender. White. Yeah. Because yeah. the only I one... I'm Abby, I can't remember. Aber- Abernathy. Abernathy. I was going to say that, but it sounded like a nonsense word to me. <laughs> exactly. That's why. <laughs> so, Abernathy is... The closest one of the three at the that are the majority of the second half. Mm-hmm. She is closest to a heteronormative ideal of what I guess girls are supposed to be. Right. She's Wait, the actress? The No, the, the character. Makeup. The makeup. The makeup yeah, okay. yeah. She is girly, but she's not afraid of being ungirly, but she does makeup for a living. Right. Mm-hmm. But she transforms throughout the second, I mean, like the last 20 minutes yeah. to becoming like a killing machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, And that's the difference between the two groups is one, there were, the first group was a bunch of people who like to party and go to a lake and have sex. Well, the second group are people who have very different ideas about what relationships can be mm-hmm. and what they might even should be for each other and realizing that they can be different for different individuals. Because the two conversations they have tarantino poises it as it's just like 
random bullshitting like right. anyone would do in a group yeah. when you're in a car just like oh whatever bullshit blah 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 mm-hmm. but it actually builds their characters when they're contrasted with another group of people who Locked looked in the, the middle same. of nowhere yes. mm-hmm. following the same general path in life and interacting with stuntman mike right yeah yeah yes yeah thank you guys you're Very welcome me. you threw you <laughs> threw you threw a little cheerio out there we we turned that shit into yeah. a wedding cake. I, yeah. <laughs> there we go. A and I am great metaphor. See, Caesar's better at those than I am. Yeah. What else you got, Chewbacca? Call it a spatula. What else do I got? I don't think I... You're the only one that took notes. I don't so. wrote... I, I, I haven't wrote. written a lot of more notes down. Um, yeah, I guess just the question, why was that boat there? Yeah. That's all I can get over. <laughs> when I pointed out that that was a boat and you guys all realized it was a boat at the yeah. same time. I thought yeah. it was just like a fence. Everyone was... Yeah, you and Brian were like probably thought those fence. I was like, that fence looks weird, and I realized it was a fucking rowboat. Yeah, why? You know, it, that thing exploded like a pile of fucking dust. Tarantino could have shot that scene two ways. First, if he added like four seconds to the beginning of that scene before the it actually hit the boat, uh-huh. so you could have enough time to, to realize it's a boat. That, oh, this is a boat. This is silly. And I then think, they hit it. I think that's the part where he starts transitioning from a tense thriller to a fucking cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, this isn't real anymore. That's pro- <laughs> that, that is probably the... It, be- it starts seeping in. Right. That's... Yeah, exactly. The, the, the full change is... The jump and then that the music kicks in. See, if it weren't for the things like the boat scene, you wouldn't have been ready for that. Right. I was so ready for that. I was. I knew it was going to happen. I was like, "There's only one place to go," and that's yeah. fucking yeah. stupid, silly. It it is really hit an interesting harmonic for you. Yeah, this is my <laughs> way of thinking about yeah. movies. Just instantly take a left turn that you shouldn't make. Right. But, but do it as hard as you fucking can. Right. Like, you don't go there halfway. Mm. You, yeah, you don't, you don't ease into silly. You fucking you go slam there. through the clown wall. Yeah. A yeah. boat, if you will. So, okay, in the scene after these. he gets shot, he's, he goes and he gets the alcohol. What does he say? I didn't hear him. For which part? The... Uh, the Just towards the, the end he pulls off into like the he pulls farm off land. and he's trying to figure out what to do yeah because he's never had to deal with anybody fighting back right he's never been shot before obviously because yeah. he's a stunt man so yeah. like mm-hmm. i mean what would you do if you were shot right i wouldn't stop for one yeah mm. keep going but he did look like he was in a lot of pain yeah he looked like he didn't know what would happen next yes. i mean he kind of seems like a guy who when he's in pain he takes medication for it so he doesn't yeah. have to feel it yeah mm-hmm. he he yeah. so he was definitely unable to handle actual full pain <laughs> he was definitely rocked like the fir- throughout the fir- like i think the bar scene is a really good indication he doesn't give a fuck what's going on. He's doing his thing. He's gonna. He's eating his nachos. There's two dudes insulting him right there. Mm-hmm. He can probably hear, but it doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. He's doing his own thing. He's unshakable. Yeah. And then his shit gets rocked, and it all goes south for him. Exactly. Yeah. Old dog, new tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And it's interesting that he had the bottle of liquor in the um, glove compartment. Glove compartment, which was obviously not full, so he didn't keep it there just in case. Maybe it right. leaks. 
He, yeah. mm-hmm, true, probably. Maybe, yeah. Maybe his car just smells like bourbon most of the time. I mean, no one would question that. Right. If you see him and you smell his car and it smells like alcohol, you're not going to be like, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's Kurt Russell. Because he yeah. looks like he drinks a lot. Yeah. He does. Regardless of, what he sa- of whether or not he, what he says is true, he looks like he is a he, heavy drinker. So mm-hmm. I th- I'm thinking that he established, he's been going to that bar of Warren's for a long time. To establish the alibi that he doesn't drink. Right. So that when he goes through that night, they yeah. can't say, oh, you know, we're going to pin some DUI on him and then open that up to other crimes. Right. No, he, that's a pretty solid alibi. Dude right orders there. a virgin pina colada. Like, and yeah. no shame. Yeah. No shame. Yeah. He has a, a woman order it for him. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of hiding that he's not. A, a he drinker. wants it to be out there exactly but he actually does drink of course probably right. I yeah, mean, yeah like the majority of people do mm. at least in our place of michigan and uh <laughs> <laughs> good old ypsilanti yeah. anyway uh, yes i'm picking that one yeah. fuck you good one <laughs> fucking democrats looking where yeah. i look okay i stop no <laughs> you are outlining a ghost with your eyes yeah no i'm waiting for tarp woman to be there just did Susie just turn her light on it's either Susie oh. or the tarp like i know like you looked there and i just like i was looking between kyle's uh tower and the lamp just at the wall mm. while i was processing the stupidity of what you said yeah i mean i keep catching our reflections in the backyard so I, I don't know if you guys noticed me like yeah I've been I've been watching you look behind me a lot yeah, yeah. okay so stop looking at my fucking hair I want to I want to go into why this is my favorite movie ever sure and it's because for the first half and maybe a little bit into the second mm-hmm. didn't like it at all I fucking I, I, could, I could I could tell I did not like that film I you, was waiting for Kurt Russell to Kurt Russell the shit out of yeah. it which he ended up doing. So the fact that it turned it turned itself on its head so hard as to make me really really enjoy myself mm-hmm. by the end is like it it I don't know that it strikes a a good nerve it for me. It didn't just give you what you wanted. Like it's it's so the fact that we're saying this is a fun movie is different than saying it's like a insubstantial movie right because other movies that, this is not transformers yeah fucking i was about to extinction say or whatever yeah transformers mm-hmm. it's just like we're gonna throw shit at you you know you want instant gratification you got it yeah here you go non-stop no you in death proof you had to earn the satisfaction that happened yeah because i i know that people walked out of the theater for this movie and jokes right. on them because they missed out on something fucking amazing. Yeah, because you can. I mean, you think I don't. I didn't see the trailer for this. Mm-hmm. It looks stupid. Yeah. So you figure you get through the first half. He kills them, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of Final Destination e. Yeah. In that, like, there are very specific and probably improbable ways that each of them died, uh-huh. and then the leg flop too. So it's like I can see why people walk out, but it's almost like a head fake. Out of Tarantino, of like, oh yeah, that's like you know that's that's that type of movie. But let's do, let's make this type of movie now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
Yeah. Fucking jukes you. So what? Yeah, exactly. So you're saying people, you know, people walked out. Yeah, because it's strictly dialogue until the car it hits. Yeah. And I know he kills that Pam. my dad would have been pissed about watching this movie. Yeah. Mm. Especially if it was based on the trailer, which looked like a dumb action movie with like hot girls and stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being. It's like what happened when people watched Drive. Yeah. They expected a Fast and Furious movie with Ryan Gosling. But what but they, they really got, got a very different movie. They got yeah. an art house film. Yes. Oh, weird. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. It is a good movie. I know you like the music because I even like the music. Ah, yeah. oh, fucking Kavinsky. Yeah, Anyways, we, we can watch Drive later. We can. Um, for sure. But, uh, oh, the other note I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning of the movie where it has the... Oh, yeah, like the opening stuff. And then the little tiger and the panther. Yeah. Those are actual, like, previews that were in the beginning of movies from the 1970s. Like, when you would go to a drive-in, those things would play. Like, after they play all, you know, the ads and go to the lobby. Like, those things, like... That would be the sign that the film is about to begin. Right. Okay. Because movie trailers were originally shown at the end. That's mm-hmm. why they're called trailers. Yeah. Right. They weren't. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, yeah. trailers is a stupid word for them. And then I thought about it. I was like, that would make sense if they're at the end. They were. And that's how they originally did it. Hmm. But when studios decided, hey, we need to Great sell things. upcoming movies and have a way to advertise it. They moved trailers to the front. So that way it wouldn't leave before they showed. Yes. Right. Exactly. Okay. And it gives you more time to filter in to the movie after getting popcorn and shit. Mm. I thought you were taking your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like, what is happening with yeah. Kyle right now? <laughs> Sunday night party. Yeah. yeah. See so oh like his pecs, right? Kyle's it, taking off his shirt. Yeah, just having a gay old time over at Ypsilanti. It's like cl- classic Tarantino too, because you can tell that everyone, everyone in the scene, was actually like in the scene. What so, do you mean by that? It was you, almost you, method acting. For right. Them. You see a lot of. A lot of films that like, oh, hey, there's, you know, an extra who's doing something weird or, oh, there's a crew that just didn't get out of the way in time. Before you finish your thought, what if the guy on the motorcycle didn't do that on purpose? (laughs) (laughs) The cut is kind of strange because you see him, you see him kind of swerve and then then it cuts to the, like the angle. (laughs) So maybe. I mean, that camera would have had, (laughs) that camera was only positioned for that shot. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, and there was I, like you didn't I know see they that. Did that on purpose. They could have. You didn't Frank, see that shed. That shed was not in. Oh yeah, that, no. The rest of that. It was scene. a complete like. There's probably a term for it, but it is like a punch in the face. It was something. Yeah. Because like, I I don't know if there's a a term that means diegetic, but for like scenery, right? But that was not it. Yeah. It's, it's purposefully changing the position of the camera so that way you can't see if it was there or not without yeah. rewatching or rewinding. So in the theater, you can't be like, that wasn't there. And everybody be like, shut up. We're trying to watch a movie. But right. subconsciously, you know that, hey, wait a second. So, like, you can't verbalize it at the time. But in but the you have a feeling. action, you're like, 
was hmm. it there? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I love The Shining so much. Because Kubrick did the fucking disorienting layout of the hotel mm-hmm. where doors lead to to just blank walls and elevators don't line up and yeah. shit. Do you think he made The Shining because he went to the Winchester Mansion and was pissed because everything was fucking stupid? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm not saying that's not a possibility. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it by Kubrick to like. What go. if that's the whole reason he wanted to make that movie? Like, fuck people who like the Winchester Mansion. We, it's stupid. See, doesn't make any we sense. We all agreed that it was about the moon landings. Okay, okay. Oh, Rewind the tapes. Go to go to our SoundCloud, our iTunes, our Fig. You'll see them all there. What's that third one? Fig. I don't know. It's a. Isn't that a fucking money platform? It, it's a fun... It's a Kickstarter Oh, we are, Yeah, but they're there. I made one while you were looking. There. We are also, if you guys are using Android devices, on Podcast Addict. We're on... What the fuck is that? So it's a it's, podcast app. It's f- phenomenal. Kyle's acting like we're on that on purpose. It's because Podcast App picks things off of iTunes. iTunes and SoundCloud. It, it's it's good. Okay. All, you know what else is there? I'm going to call so. Yeah. Oh no! Don't cut this. Don't cut. This. You know. You know what else is there? What? Hanging. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, you can't remember the name of our other podcast. I can't can remember the name of the other podcast. Bears to meet you. Bears to meet you is also on podcast addict. And that's what fell through. <laughs> you look like Waluigi right now. <laughs> I feel like Waluigi yeah. right now. Yeah. But other going back to the movie again, it's like if you can dismiss the stuff in the car mm-hmm. as like just idle you know whatever and be okay you know it's it's fine it's a decent action movie mm-hmm. but if you sit and like you listen to it that makes that reward when stuff starts paying off so much better yeah like, it's, it's rewarding smart viewership mm-hmm. yeah you're paying attention so it makes the movie better but it's also not it's hurting yeah it's not it's not there's a lot of that I feel like you can do that in a oh, you suck. You can do this in a way that would actually hurt a more casual viewing of it. Yes. I don't think he did that. I think he successfully which is weird. It's like we're talking about this movie as such like a great work of like he did all this really well. But you look at it, the edit on that, and I get it, it's on purpose. But it's it's fucking rough as hell. It's purposefully it's sloppy, like, yeah. It's it's purposely sloppy to the point of like beauty he knows what steps to take to achieve the effect he wants it's just not the effect that most directors would go to because you have to cater to because your audience yeah because well part of it's because tarantino has a claim in his name so no matter pretty much anything he makes as long as it's not horrendous yeah we'll still make a profit right so he doesn't have to personally worry about drawing an audience because he has a fan base Mm -hmm. it's kojima syndrome yeah. Oh right, you're right. gonna you'll play anything with his name on it, pretty much. Right, yeah, because you're drawn to his work because his work is above and beyond what you should even be able to expect from a director. Right. Mm-hmm. So, kind of looking at the the typical arc of this film, it doesn't follow the three act structure. You know, of the rising no. action, it's kind it's a little flat, and there you know there's little bumps along the way. And then there's your big climax and your falling action. Well, right. not not exactly. It's not. It's, no falling it stays action. up there. Yes, <laughs> it, it stays up there and then you it can ends. Fall. Yeah, there is no denouement. But other 
other directors have failed horribly at moving away from the three act oh, structure. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, That's because they try and do you try to everything do else that works within the three act structure yeah. in a different one, right. and it doesn't. Yeah. It's yeah. not cohesive. They're, they're trying yeah. to make a cake in a different way without changing the recipe. You're like, I'm going to write the story the same way, but then I'm going to tell it in a different way and it just it doesn't translate you yeah. have to do everything different yeah. to make yeah. it not the same you gotta have the first half of the movie be like that <laughs> that's why the editing is different that's why the cinematography right it is keeps different. you invested right you feel like you earn it and yeah. it's not like boring 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 and then action happens yeah it's like we're constantly building towards something oh yeah even though on the outside it's just idle chatter that you would see from if you peered into anyone's life while they're driving or at mm -hmm. a bar or a diner. Yeah. Yeah. The first five minutes I described to myself in my head as like a seventies home movie, but with multiple cameras. Right. Did part that, of it. Part did that of it open was, in the, it opened in the car? Yeah. yeah right. When they okay. scream at the billboards. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's, that's a home movie somebody made. Right. But with multicam. Because mm -hmm. that's how it's supposed to feel. Not like a fucking yeah. movie. So, Kyle, how many how many Tarantino films have you seen? Okay, you switch your so there's how many? Eight. Yeah. Okay, so I've counting seen... Kill Bills as one. Okay, I've seen half Kill Bills, <laughs> so I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I haven't seen part two. Um, I've seen Death Proof, yeah. obviously. I've seen Hateful Eight. Yeah. Seen Django Unchained. Right. Chained. Seen Inglorious Bastards. Right. Uh, what else? What else? Reservoir Dogs. Yes, I've seen that. So you're just missing Pulp Fiction, mm -hmm. Jackie Brown, and Kill Bill Volume 2. Sweet. Almost done with the Tarantino anthology. Yeah. So, Reservoir Dogs I've seen, Pulp Fiction I've seen. I've not Brown. seen Jackie Brown. I've seen both the Kill Bills. Death I've Proof. seen Death Proof now. I've seen Glorious Bastards. I've seen Django, and I've seen Hateful Eight. So yeah. I'm only missing Jackie Brown. Right. Yeah. Which is, I mean... If you're going to pick one to miss, pick that one. People but like Jackie Brown. It's Jack, a good movie. Yeah. As far as Tarantino fans, it's the cult classic yeah. of his movies. Yeah. It's it's not, not the flashiest, but it's not a bad movie. This yeah. is... I mean, the last two Tarantino films I saw were Django and... Well, Hateful Eight and then Django Unchained. Mm -hmm. Oh. No, and you Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very different than Death Proof. Oh, yeah. But it's weird because Death Proof also had like that slasher vibe. So you would think that, you know, it'd be a little more of the gore fest, but he like, he showed a lot of restraint in Death Proof most, that he hasn't shown in other films. I mean, like most slasher movies, like if you're sort of graphing out the peaks, a mm -hmm. slasher movie would be like, like this, you know, you yes. have very sharp, right. you have like flat peak, flat peak. Yeah. And those are when all the flashy deaths happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. This ramps up completely differently. So I you can't really call it a slasher movie because yeah. it's not like, okay, every 20 minutes, Freddy's going to come out and machete someone in half. I was not referring to like a plot structure of, a slasher more as like violent and bloody deaths same yeah i mean like same you you can't normal movies sprinkle them throughout this it's all at once yeah and really that true. scene only that was less than two minutes of that scene of the yeah. gore flying around mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah but it was them slamming two cars together four times true yeah 
True. Which I think was fucking. That was awesome. That God was damn, that was awesome. Oh, fucking different angle to ramping and the headlights. You the the the, the light stick cigarette lighter. Yeah. The cigarette lighter going in. That's great because it cues you in to like, okay, we're gonna see a different angle now. Mm-hmm. That's some fucking Rashomon shit right there. Yeah. Oh my god. Have you guys I, seen True Romance? No. No. I mean, I, I guess that's a, he. Did, I would kind of count that as a Tarantino. It's Tarantino. He I mean, you direct could, it, but he wrote could, it. You count from Dust Till Dawn at that point too. Yeah, and also Four Rooms, which I mean, I've never heard of that. It's it's stupid, but okay, maybe maybe we'll count Four Rooms. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. But how would this so are? Oh, it's Kyle, one Kyle easily ranking it as absolutely one. like with a bullet. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, that boy right there. Okay. Uh, what? Number one with a bullet. Wow. Okay. That wasn't oh. what you were going for? No, I just... There's a there's saying, number one with a bullet. Yeah. I've actually never heard anybody. Oh, I've really? Heard maybe that. I'm confused I've then. never heard that used Okay, maybe I am song. referencing Fallout Boy then. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. For those of you listening he so at home, frustrated. He, he is visibly flustered. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Kyle's not the person I think who would do that. I figured you would do that just because you hate yourself. <laughs> right. A little bit. <laughs> you start saying that just because it frustrates you that that's a lyric. Oh. Kyle did that on accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I admit, I kind of like Fall Out Boy, and I didn't even fucking catch that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I literally have no words right now. So, where does this rank for you, Caesar? In Tarantino movies? Yeah. I don't know. As of right now, probably pretty high. Mm-hmm. But, like, in a week, probably not as high. Gotcha. Caesar's very realistic about his, like, favorites mm-hmm. lists. Yes. So, that's I, not surprising. I would probably place this solid middle of the pack. I, I like longer movies, more drawn-out affairs. Yeah. Shining in point, but probably I might have to put Kill Bill or Inglorious Bastards as the number one for me. So, yeah, it's hard for me to rank this because, unlike you guys, I was not surprised by anything that happened in this movie. Yeah, that's true. You, you I, I think I was having a fun time when they were chasing Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, but I was not surprised by any of the turns that they took, which is kind of fucking weird. Mm. It's it's not normal because we used to. You used to get surprised by movies. You don't anymore, and I don't know what. Something happened. about American Psycho really broke him. Yeah, that was the turning point for him. That really did bad things to your psyche. No, it unlocked my psyche. That's not the response you're supposed to have to that movie. Well, the thing was, I was, I was, I was broken because I couldn't figure out why I was so empathetic towards Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I was like, why is this? This isn't cool. This isn't fine for a human to do. Because I recognize that he's a praying mantis of a man. Yeah. I was like, I shouldn't be able to empathize with a praying mantis boy. Weird. And then I figured out why. Hmm. And now I'm cool. Interesting. Yeah. I've unlocked the ultimate powers of my brain. Great. Where I can oh, predict a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah. So what what did you understand from Patrick Bateman? What did he unlock? Uh I couldn't I don't how do you fucking say that? I don't know. I have to think about it for a long time to be able to explain it to somebody. 
Interesting. Okay. I do want to say one more thing about the movie. Sorry. So I thought it was really brave of him to set the first part in Austin, like actual Austin, because there's like Shiner beer that's Mm -hmm. pretty much only available in Texas. So it's everywhere down there. Then there was uh, the Alamo Draft House, which is pretty famous for starting in Austin. And there was also... Is, is Huero's Taco Bar famous? I don't. I didn't recognize that one. Oh, because that uh, means like... That's Spanish for like whitey. So oh, nice. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then there was also a pizza place that I can't remember the name of, but it was just in the background of one of the shots. And it's like... I know all of those as Austin establishments. Therefore, I believe that this is like actually in Austin. It was and like LBJ. So, oh yeah, yeah. I yeah the pond. I've also that that threw me off until he said lake, and I was like, oh yeah, you're not gonna go to like his grave or something. Yeah, no, they they named a party. And like, actually, we're going to LBJ Lake. Before they said lake, I was like, what? <laughs> the name of that pizza joint is probably gonna bug me for a while. But yeah, I appreciate that he's like. Yeah, you know, we'll say Austin a couple of times, but really, I'm gonna show you. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're if you're from there or know of establishments, there. people from Lebanon, Tennessee would like. Yeah, that's that. that was my follow up question. I mean, it was of literally like, just a gas station. That's all you shed, had. So yeah, I mean, I don't there's know. less to go on, but yeah, I think it's funny how you describe it as brave. But, yeah, because I mean, it's like if like, we have yeah, if there's like, a movie, it's the say, opposite of lazy, right? He's not being lazy about it. I wouldn't say it's brave. I'd say yeah, it's honest. I, I probably chose the wrong word there, but yeah, yeah it's like it's it's it, like how a lot of other movie directors, if they want to film a city, always go to Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, right. Like, if you want to go to YouTube, look up Tony Zhao, Every Frame of Painting, Vancouver. Just like. I know it's a great. It's fucking recommended me on like every time I go to YouTube. It's <laughs> so good. I'm like, I don't want to watch all these because then I know I have to watch all of these. Yeah. They're so good. Watch them anyway. Mulholland Vancouver Drive. is used for literally every single like city location because yeah. it's just so easy to film in. Or Washington D.C. Well, like for the Wire, they filmed there, even though it's based in Baltimore or whatever. Right. But the weird thing about D.C. is that. DC doesn't have tall buildings. It doesn't. So when they film, it's, it's like weird how any here's this vertical metropolis of DC when really the tallest thing in that city is literally the Washington Monument, mm-hmm. which is not that tall. Right. Like the tallest building is like five stories. Yeah. Actually, like, no by law, no building can be bigger than the, the Washington, Washington Monument. Monument. That's hilarious. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. always on the horizon. I don't know why they do that, but it's that's. I'm guessing it's that. some kind of ego thing, so that way they don't have to build a bigger monument. I mean, it's it's like a symbolic, which is weird because it's you're not like symbolic. That's literal. You can't be built bigger than us because we'll fucking sue you, and we're the government, so we'll win. Yeah, I, guess I so. really don't think this was going through Pierre Lamfont's head when he designed DC. I really don't think. <laughs> That's what he was going for. Season. I thought you were going to say design the Washington Monument. I'm like, how do you... That's, like, it's an that's not design. It is like, just an It obelisk. literally is design, Kyle. It's not. It's been around for... It's an obelisk. Like, Usually people don't like walk inside obelisks. That's a fair point. So people normally walk inside rectangles, but yeah. fucking buildings exist. Thanks for the assist, Caesar. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Real hard-hitting news. Yeah. Stop. Stop using Rocket League terms in front of me. <laughs> I mean, sure. Awesome. That's the only 
or the primary place that assists. Okay, Catholic. fine. Polo yeah. too. Soccer. Fucking polo. <laughs> Trebuchet shooting those fucking horses yeah. into the pool. Trebuchet. So I'm guessing we've d- devolved at this point. Yeah, but so what do you mean guessing? I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I just said horses being shot by trebuchets into the pool. <laughs> so that's the, how water polo is played. You go into your horse drown. I totally and then shoot another horse back. Into I didn't the pool listen to what he said. I know oh, you didn't. Yeah, you were just. <laughs> I watched yeah. your face as you didn't listen to me. I can. My brain. You've conditioned me to tune out <laughs> yeah. to the bullshit you said. <laughs> I didn't make that up. It's like, Ivan made that up. Okay. <laughs> the way you phrased that, it was like, it's it's true. <laughs> oh, my God. That's because Caesar always... Caesar's a better liar than I am. Yeah, he of hides it better. I'm a yeah. way better liar than you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Quick tip for you, if you want to become a better liar, learn how to tell the truth. Mm. You have to know what people look for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just say something that's not true in the way that they expect you to tell the truth. And then Shoebox will fucking start to zone you out. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. what you say is actual fucking vocal garbage. Mm-hmm. And I've that's a and skill his, I have now. His brain will start to recognize the frequency of your voice and it'll start to just tune it out. <laughs> wow. I like a radio tuner. That has happened. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, your voice is deep enough where I can just cut it out but still hear everybody else. It's like when you're. It's okay. It's like, you know, you're. You go to a Wikipedia page and you're trying to find information and you start the beginning of each paragraph and then you realize, okay, this isn't relevant. So you just like skip ahead. Yeah. That's what I do when Caesar talks. <laughs> you hear I like skip first ahead five words yeah. until like something relevant <laughs> and then and then you recall the past like five <laughs> sentences he said to put it back in context. <laughs> Otherwise, it is dumped from the docking bay. That's yeah. literally how my mind works nice. around Caesar. He just piles up the conveyor of words, and yeah. then he kind of just through it once and he then, hears something relevant. Yeah. But if it's not but there, he not, just pushes yeah, it just back into the it. ocean. Yeah. How do you handle it when I'm talking? You usually don't lie that much. <laughs> so It's funny because you kind of do that to Alex, too, but without trying. What? I do? Yeah, you... Me and Alex just have conversations across the room, but nobody else hears us. Yeah. But I never, like, tune Alex out. Yeah. Though. But like, because I'm in the conversation with him, yeah. you cut him out, too. Well, no, that's true. He's saying, oh, good point. Like, when it's just me and Alex, like, I won't not listen. Yeah, that's yeah. the fucking weird thing, is that you cut out people I'm talking to as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a weird skill that I didn't know people could develop. Yeah, well, I think it's I'm, your fucking fault. I think I'm pushing human, human evolution to the brink. You... Are like Abstergo. Oh, yeah. What? Abstergo is the. Oh, now I'm doubting myself. Is it Assassin's Creed? Fuck. It is. Okay, good. See, lying there. Yeah. See, because Kyle doubts himself a lot, so I can get away with it. It's easy to make (laughs) Kyle believe that he's wrong because he doesn't think he's right. Yeah. Because he trusts me, which is a mistake. I assume I'm incorrect. I also assume I'm incorrect, but I don't make it seem like I think that. Yeah, exactly. So if you call me on shit, I'll be like, shit. Yeah. But, yeah. but then you don't say I'm wrong. You just make shit up that makes oh, it yeah. right. You find oh. refuge in absurdity. Yeah. That's what happens. It's obscure. F- what's the word? Obs- Obfu- obfuscation. Yeah, that that's word, the word was stuck in my head the other day, and I could not fucking remember how <laughs> yeah. to pronounce it. I was like, obfuscation? Yeah. Basically what I just did. Yeah, it was like that, yeah. but like for four hours. Yeah. Like, Ob- <laughs> obfuscation. 
I think I only lie when I'm trying to be helpful to people. Yes. Weird. I make <laughs> it strange. Hel- like you I'm make being it seem, helpful. You make yeah. it seem like you're trying not to be helpful by being helpful. <laughs> what? Like when Kyle needs help, you uh-huh. will lie to his face. <laughs> For example, <laughs> did, did you do the Diffie Q homework? Yeah. You're really, really going to have to start letting that go, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that I only did that because that was fun. Yeah. Everyone Kurt Russell else. only killed those people because he thought it was fun. Kurt Russell's a fictional character. I'm real. I've Kurt, Kurt Russell is not. He's a real man. That man, Mike, is fictional. He's a real man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you see people in need and you'll lie to their face okay. and then tell them that they were right to make them feel better. Yeah. Like if that's a more effective way than just helping them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like what would you rather do? Like teach teach a man to fish or just throw it at his face? I do both. Yeah. Teach it, throw the fucking fishing rod at his mouth? Yeah. Probably. It's like, like there. This see, this is how this a hook works. Yeah. This isn't how you do it. See? Yeah, learn. that's that's exactly what it is. Is mm-hmm. like Ryan will throw the fish back and it's like that's not don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll slap it out of your hand. Yeah. Like, that's not how you catch a fish. That was luck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you guys make me sound so rude. You're not. I'm not rude. Though. You're not. The, Shut up. Okay. The movie didn't make me hate any character, which I feel like is not something that happens often. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You don't really hate Jungle Julia that much, even though it would be very easy to. Right. She's not a good person. I didn't person. enjoy her, but I didn't find any reason to think she's anything less than just a person. Right. Mm-hmm. She's just someone who has talents that allow her to do a specific thing, and she likes to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, sure. Yeah. A lot of people do that. Go for it, girl. Yeah. Sure. Use your power of radio and popularity in this small town yeah. of capital Texas. Mm-hmm. to get your friend potentially laid yeah sure do it yeah i know i would do the same for you guys oh thank you you could do it over this podcast hey if you find little shoe boy in a law school near you tell him your favorite uh him from the bible and uh he will have to do the same back how will i know it's <laughs> their favorite <laughs> you gotta they... take their word for it they're in law school man they gotta tell the truth they're not cops, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> they got to tell you you're they're a cop. Yeah, if you ask, they have to tell you. Yeah. Right? That's not right. <laughs> Biggest bullshit of yeah. all time. I, oh my god! I love how much that has like permeated society. That's like there's so many fucking things wrong that movies get about the criminal justice system. You yeah. should you really don't get you don't get just troopers. one phone call. That doesn't fucking happen. You get as many as you want. Like fucking, no one does Miranda give me searches. The, give correctly. me the fucking police number to the president. <laughs> what did you just say? Because he wants the, the direct line from the. Because yeah, you to assume the president. that the police have a special blue phone in the Oval Office because yeah. the police are blue. <laughs> I sure I'll roll with that. Okay, where the, the radioactive, or I guess the emergency one, is red, but it's always for nuclear things. Because nuclear explosions are red hot, like my burning love for red hot some red robin, very cold for a nuclear reaction. Yep, yep, super. That's like understatement. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I 
You, who the fuck are you talking to, man? I <laughs> fucking physics boy over here. I don't know who I'm talking to when I'm talking to you. I'm always the same person, just to different degrees. That's true. That's very true. I'm multiple different people within the course of the yeah, day. You're different so, people. Yeah. I'm one person, but to varying degrees of comfortability. Right. Like, Kyle can come home to five different people. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. Really. That doesn't even include Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex makes six. And Alex makes six. <laughs> what? Too many cues. We'll do an analysis of that. Hey, Kyle, watch <laughs> This House Has People in It. I'm not going to do that. I really think you should watch This House Has People in It. Okay. He has to finish Archer first. Oh, God. Those are two very different things. It, yeah. Can I use your Netflix to watch Archer? <laughs> Only if you watch it with me. Okay. <laughs> he has two weeks off. He's going to have one more time than you. Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Just, password is... It's true. Okay. Just log it. You don't... I mean, I'm I pretty remember. sure the PS4 has it yeah, logged it in, but I just wanted to ask your permission. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. That's good. Thank you. Um, That'll make it much faster than over Hulu. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking five minutes of commercials. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Are you Morse code laughing? Sure. So is that <laughs> asking? That Help. Ask, yeah. That was it's my ASCII art um, mm. explanation. <clears throat> Feed that into a processing software to get a picture of cat and hat yes the software being squarespace.com <laughs> oh my god okay, every other fucking podcast does it we might as well they yeah. get money for it we should be getting money too if we just start saying squarespace.com they're not going to just start paying us if we say it three times they have to they have to show up in the mirror they don't have to give us anything <laughs> Kyle just looked at the mirror. <laughs> Kyle literally I mean, just looked it might at as the well window. Be. It's a reflective glass surface. It's yeah. just a reflector. Yeah. Anyway, so what would you rate this movie, Kyle? Um, gosh. It's hard not to give it perfect marks. So I'm going to try to anticipate once I cool down on it a little bit and say a 92 out of 100. Holy shit. Caesar, uh, I'll give it an average. Okay, I'll give it uh, four severed legs out of five. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's hard not to go into this with expectations. Yeah, because on the drive to LA, Kyle played me a CinemaSins podcast where they talked about they mentioned how much they all liked this movie except for one guy. Yeah, so I was like, okay, it has to have something to it, and Tarantino doesn't really make bad movies, mm-hmm. so. For Tarantino, it's what I expect. Gotcha. But in comparing it to just the general other movies of the same price range mm-hmm. for making it, I'd say it's probably a 75 out of 100. Okay. If you guys really want to think this movie looks good, we can watch Planet Terror next. Yeah, and the, the second part of the duality here. Or yeah. we can say what we're really doing watch Super Troopers. Yeah. Without you because you refuse to have fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, me, Caesar, and Evan. On and the Corey. Corey wants to see it too. Okay. Man, mm-hmm. first four-man cinema bears in a couple couple episodes. Yes. Since fucking Fantastic Four and that shit fucking died. Oh, fuck. I wish I could listen to that again. That was... I still have, have the, that audio? I might... You have the raw? I have the raw. I might actually be able to recover it now that I know how to use... Oh, you, you're... 
uh, audition. Audition instead of oh, audacity. Oh, yeah. please try. So I can see if I can salvage something yeah. from there. Because that shit was fucking possible in audition. People audacity. Just, people just talked over each other? Or? It was just Corey yelling over everyone else. Uh, okay. But I might be yeah. able to make it listenable. We'll mm-hmm. see. Okay. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. So maybe next one will be either classic fan for stick or whatever we listen to ne- watch next yeah so, hopefully super trooper because i just want to watch that movie again yeah it's such a fun movie for me don't let me stop you watch super troopers i'm not gonna want. let you stop yeah. me but i want I you to experience it too yeah. i think you will legitimately enjoy 25 percent of it wow that's a really great way to sell it yeah like a quarter of that movie is legitimately good Filmmaking. Filmmaking and storytelling and comedy, where the rest of it is average to really, really immature. Just for reference, the uh, person who didn't like Death Proof on CinemaSins was the voice of Jeremy Scott. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one that didn't like Death Proof. Gotcha. I just... I know if I watch Super Troopers and I hate it, Everyone else is going to be like, oh, but come on, you, this is great. You sh-. And they're going to fucking try and convince me to like it. And I won't. And I know that'll happen. So I'm preemptively. That'll make for a good conversation then. Yeah. Me against everyone else. Great. You don't know that. Maybe I won't like it. I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen that I haven't movie? seen Super Troopers. No. You've been hyping it. You've been this movie's fucking hype man. I don't think so. I think I just say, yeah, I want to see that. Or yes, I'm excited to see that. I don't think I'm like Evan and Caesar who fucking high five every time it's brought up. That's because Evan refuses to have any interaction where we have something in common where we don't high five. <laughs> That's true. Evan yeah. does that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll we're think gonna about to... it, but I'm still not happy about the I don't, prospect. I don't care if you don't like it. I just want to see if there's anything that is funny to you. Because if I can make you laugh, that movie is one of the reasons I have some of the comic sensibility that I have. Because I thought Mm -hmm. it was so funny. It's a stoner comedy, but it is funny in a lot of ways. I hate stoner comedies. I hate them. You hate Harold and Kumar? Yes. I was gonna really. I hate it. Haven't seen Harold. You hate it? Yes. Like hate it? Yeah. I thought it's like not a good movie, but I thought there's a lot of parts of it that are clever and funny comedy. No. <laughs> I liked uh, Kumar when he was on House and he killed himself so he could go make the other movie. So he could go be the president's fucking secretary or whatever? Yeah. No, I think it was a Harold and Kumar movie. No? No. no. Okay. He quit acting for four he years. He quit so he it be... so he could work for the Obama administration. Oh. This is recorded somewhere. Yeah. This has been brought up before. Yes. We have I'm sure, talked I'm sure I've talked un- about unrecorded. this. Yeah. Yeah. Might not be in a podcast, but I have it somewhere on my fucking hard drives. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking okay. about fucking goddamn Kumar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are cool. we wrapping this shit up? I think we are. So thank you. This was a wholesome uh, Cinema Bears with uh, Kyle, Shoebox, and Caesar. And uh, tune in next month when we will be watching the entirety of the MASH TV series. Oh. That is actually impossible to do in a month. Um, yeah, even probably. without stopping. I've seen three episodes of MASH and I haven't liked any of them. It's very sad. Well, get ready for the next eight seasons of that shit, Kyle. Yeah. That's probably an understatement, actually. There are 38,000 minutes of MASH. <laughs> so, uh, look forward to that. Um, 
subscribe to us on everywhere mm-hmm. except Pinterest. Don't do that. 